Hello and welcome to Bebel Podcast. So today, I hope you enjoy. I have been talking to food writer, blogger, photographer, designer, you name it, this lady has done it. We talked all things family, foraging, kombucha, and I learned a thing or two. So welcome, Lily. Um, so happy to have you on Bebel, the podcast. Welcome. Thank I'm- you. Delighted to be here. Did you find us okay? I did. You know what? It was a bit of a maze. But I finally did. And it's such a cool building and everything. So I'm delighted. Yeah, Fabulous. No, it is. And such a lovely studio. We're yeah. very, very lucky and very fortunate. So Lily, B-Bell podcast is all about the person, mm-hmm. all about the story behind the person. So let's start at the beginning. Where did it all begin? Eek. Um, so I'm kind of the middle child of eight. So you know what I mean? Okay. The fourth. <laughs> um, but so classic middle child. But we grew up in Cove, which is really near here. And... Um, sort of a farming background. My granddad's a farmer, so very much sort of tied in with the land. And at the time, our house was in the middle of the countryside, but now there's loads of houses around it, um, our family home. Um, and it was the farmhouse. So then um, very much like loads of chickens around the place. Like even though my dad is a farmer's son, he's actually a builder, but we still had, you know, loads of cats, loads of chickens, loads of dogs, all that sort of stuff. And him growing loads of food as well. He just loved doing that. So um, and then my mother cooks everything from scratch or what was just called cooking in the olden days. But yeah. it's called cooking it from scratch. <laughs> um, so I sort of was trying to figure out how to get attention from my mother being the fourth uh fourth eldest so I just started spending time with her in the kitchen because I thought that's when everyone else was off playing and doing their own thing so I thought this is a good way to spend a bit of time with mammy so uh, I just got you know we all got different jobs like making salad and making salad dressing and setting the table all this sort of stuff so uh, I just sort of learned from her really and I just um, loved cooking and used to cook all the time but I never sort of considered it to be a career for myself and did it become your your thing with your mum or did you all get, like you're saying, everybody had a job. So was was most of your time in the kitchen as a family? Yeah, it, it kind of was. Like it was the real hub of the house and it still is, you know, like we have a huge kitchen and everyone is always there, like a big kitchen table, which you'd need for 10 people, you know. Yes. Um, so, but I just sort of saw it as another extension of sort of nurturing and, you know, sort of feeding the family. And by the time I got to sixth year, I was, you know, coming home and cooking the dinner for everybody. Okay. And my mother was kind of getting on with, the washing and all the other things that come with having eight kids you know so um but then I just never considered it it would be my job so I went on and did uh I did my leaves there when I was 16 so I had time to play around with then um so I did art I wanted to be an aerostess first of course everybody um, didn't they I think it was the Barbie <laughs> really set up. <laughs> yeah I wanted that flat hat yeah she always looked so cool I loved it I like I'd have to wear lipstick oh you know oh yeah um so we did loads of travel when we were younger as well um and my parents bought us all to Zimbabwe we lived there for two years when we were younger yeah so then um, we just sort of did loads of travel they just brought us you know um, to France and Italy and what did your parents do they were both yeah my dad was a builder okay yeah and my mother was she is trained as a Montessori teacher and she used to do that actually when we were in Zimbabwe she just finished her exams before we moved and then she had a little Montessori school in her house in Zimbabwe and she was teaching lovely Um, yeah so it was like a little preschool so we had all those little educational wooden toys around the place Um, and And how old were you Lily when you went to Zimbabwe uh, seven Okay. I'd say about six or seven. I think it was about six or seven because uh, I remember when we moved, just the sort of culture shock of moving, I completely forgot how to read, which was really annoying because I knew how to read when we moved. 
And then when I got there, my first day of school over there, I was like, oh, I can I can do this, you know, and I saw a book and it was just <laughs> jumble. It was incredible. Yeah. I didn't know what all the lines on the page meant. So I um, had to relearn how to read anyway. So I was behind a few months there. And uh, but I mean, one of my younger sisters is just a year younger than me. So, you know, I had so to catch together. up really quick. Yeah, we were all together in it. Um, so it was incredible there. Loads of different types of food, of course. And then um, when we were about when I was about 17, we all went to Thailand and Vietnam and everything. And there was just loads of herbs, loads of food. So then I just thought this is really incredible. Um, but I had started doing an art and design course in Stefan Efa here actually in Cork. So I did one year of that just to build up my portfolio. And then I did a... Uh, did a degree in design in CIT, the visual communications degree. Yeah. So I did that. Um, and then I did another year. So this is six years in college now to, to do chefing, okay, basically. You, okay. <laughs> you liked college. Oh, good God. So I did one year of uh, animation because oh I just love drawing and animation. So I did that in um, St. John's College. And then I decided after all that, definitely I want to work in food, of course. Thank goodness so, you made your mind yeah. up. <laughs> So uh, after a few years messing around and everything, doing graphic design, um, I did the Ballymena course, which is kind of a game changer for me because my parents were so good. I mean, I'd say if one of my kids did six years of art and design and then said, I want to do something with food, you know, but they said, OK, the best place to go is down to Ballymena. So off you go and do the three months course. So I just signed up for it, like within about, you know, three weeks of thinking I want to work in food, you know. Wow. So, um. But, you know, it's totally immersive and it's just incredible. And the 12 weeks absolutely flew. Um, so that was really, really good. And it just gave me a really good, uh, it just it sort of joined all the dots, like the connection between the land and the soil. And like that's what you do in the first day is talk about compost, you know. Okay. So um, that was really good. And I my favourite subject in school was always writing. So it was always English. I just loved English and loved writing and then art and home ec. So it's sort of everything is kind of coming together now. Yes. Um, through that, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and on the on the course with Ballymaloo, like uh, there's some amazing people that have come out of that course. Mm. Um, did you, like obviously it it's teaching you to cook, and you said it takes mm-hmm. you right back to the beginning. But you felt that you were like ready to go into business after that twelve weeks. Yeah, well, when I was going in there, I had just met, um, or I just sort of started going out with. Um, my husband Cullum so okay. um, we wanted to open a seafood restaurant in Cove so we were saying well it needs a seafood restaurant so you know once I'm qualified now and know all about this we can yes. obviously but then actually there's a module in it that is food business okay. and I just thought there's no way I'm going to open a restaurant so I had to sort of reveal that to Cullum <laughs> once I was finished I was like by the way I'm definitely not going to have a restaurant yeah. you know that partnership anyway. we were talking about <laughs> yeah. it's no longer happening yeah so so we didn't because it's just unbelievably hard to have a restaurant and I just sort of realised that I love food styling I sort of discovered yes. that down there that I love making food look beautiful and food styling and then I went on to teach in Ballymena as well so I taught the next three month class so then I just sort of thought I love explaining things to people about food and you know seeing them discover new things and new ingredients and um, and then I just sort of started doing a blog then after yes. that just sort of writing down the recipes and doing the photos and like so all the photography that I'd done in college came into it and the styling and the writing and you it know, all so came, came together. together yeah and 
did, did you need help? Did someone help you to get that blog off the ground or did you do it all yourself? No, I mean, I had been, I was sort of confident on computers anyway, so, Brilliant. you know, so I had been doing, you know, Photoshop and Illustrator and all these different programs and, you know, web design and all this and myself anyway in college. So I didn't really think about that. I just um, sort of started it. But there were about four food blogs at the time yes. in Ireland. There was no, food blogs wasn't a thing, you know. So, um, so I didn't really think about that side of things. I just thought loads of my family was abroad and this was a really good way to have sort of an online you know, Connection. diary, yeah, that they could just look it up and see. So, um, and of course, it, this was, you know, this is like 11 or 12 years ago or something. <laughs> so there was no social media really to speak of, um, yeah. you know, Twitter, Instagram or anything, you know. So, um, so it was sort of the first fray into that. Brilliant. And now Instagram, obviously, your, your, your Instagram is amazing because obviously your background and it's Instagram for me is just so visual. Yeah. I mean, that must bring people to your blog all the time. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of funny because, you know, I would have put so much work into the blog and I would yes. have been doing it like a blog a week or something like that. But now it's just, Instagram is so instant. You can take pictures in your stories. They're gone within 24 hours. You can, you know, put up a permanent post. You can put all the filters, everything. And it's kind of funny because the more work I do, so like the more articles that I write for newspapers and everything, the less work I do on the blog. So it's kind of, everything's been squeezed out. So like it, the website is still there and the blog is still there, but I mean, I haven't updated it in months probably. And sort of when I first started blogging, I decided number one rule was nothing negative. And number two is never apologize for not posting a blog. Yes. Because I don't have to answer to anybody. You know? Oh God, woman after my own I just really did think that, you know, and, and there's nothing worse than reading a blog saying, I'm really sorry because I haven't been up here because my dog isn't sick and I've been blah, blah, blah. And I've been, you know, we're the first part of the blog. So I just want to start off in a positive note and say... Guess what flowers are edible? These are blah, blah, blah. And just yes. talk, talk, talk and positive and something to take away as well. I love, you know, so positive and a takeaway message where you feel like oh, I'm definitely going to go and look for some wild garlic and make that, you know, that type of thing. So that, that's And we're so lucky here, aren't we, to have the yeah. resource for foraging. Oh, totally. Would you do a lot of that? It's beautiful here. Um, well, like every year I drag my kids to the woods to get wild garlic. I do. But this yes. year was incredible because... I was away this weekend and I came back and they had done it themselves, you know, with their dad, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So it was loads of wild garlic and I was just thinking, wow, brilliant, you know. <laughs> and how old are your kids? They're um, three, six and seven. Yeah. Okay. So they nice just sort of gap. did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to <Lovely> enjoy <laughs> Um So, yeah, but they love that sort of thing and they love knowing what you can eat. Like they love eating fennel in the garden, you know, being out playing and yeah. just grabbing handfuls of things and eating, you know, they love doing stuff like that. Um, yeah, actually out by the rhino enclosure in Fota, there's yes. a big fennel plant. Oh, is there? Which they usually are stopped there for ages, just eating the fennel. <laughs> oh my God, note to self, next, actually my nieces are visiting next week, I'll be going, forget the rhinos, come to the fennel plant. Exactly. Oh, that's amazing. I know, they're just obsessed, they just smelled it one day going past and they're yeah. saying, is this the same thing? And I'm saying, yeah. So, um, but I don't have any confidence with things like mushrooms or anything. Okay. You know, I, you know I'm yeah. not like a professional forager, I'm just... Small things, you know. yeah, yeah. I see. I do see a lot of courses down in West Cork actually for foraging. I'm always, yeah, it's always to. on my list. Yeah, and even the seaweeds. I'd love to do seaweed sort of foraging. You know, identifying all the different types, and yes. you know, I'd love that. So it's kind of on a, the my list. You know, and being part of obviously a big family. I'm one of five girls myself. Mm-hmm. Are you, how does how does it relate? So you're number four. Now I've always had this thing about middle child syndrome because yeah. I was I was the middle of three for seven years oh, until no. the next one came and I hated it. Yeah. 
So, and I was, I suppose I didn't fight to go in the kitchen. My parents ran a hotel, so my mum was same was always cooking. So Perfect. we didn't really have any choice. So I'd be like, okay, I'll I'll be in the kitchen. And my sister used to be collecting glasses, oh. but uh, but I hated being the middle child. Um, so I was quite happy to become the second oh. of the oldest. I know that's a lot of teamwork, though. Isn't yes, it? you know, like that's what I think is really good is you you learn to work as part of a team. Yeah, because it it won't work otherwise unless you're all putting together and doing your bit, especially when you're talking about numbers like that. 100%. And know. I actually, and I work much better in a team. I'm yeah. always looking to my left and my right. I like to work and collaborate with people and, and to work. Um, I, I just believe in power in numbers. But yeah. I think that's from my background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because if it's anybody funny, caused any of us problems, then we'd all get together yeah. <laughs> and sort it out. But you have bro- brothers and sisters? Yeah, I just have one brother. Okay. So, um, he's second Seven eldest. Girls. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. So, um, yeah, he's second eldest and... We're all really, really close. Yeah. But that's just thanks to WhatsApp because everyone lives all across the world. So, you know, my sister Rosie is here in Cork and she has three little kids as well. Lovely. So we pretty much live in each other's pockets, actually, the two of us. And then um, she's just massive support and she's just fantastic. So Tara and and my mother are here and they're kind of my support base here. Um, And they're just brilliant. They just step in and, you know, we spend our off time together. We spend our work time, you know, supporting each other. Um, And then everyone else is just, you know, like New York, Dubai, London, Waterford. And all in different <laughs> arenas? Or does everybody, yeah, everyone so anybody else work different. in food? No, my sister Daisy did the Ballymaloo course. She, she could only cook omelettes. Okay. So then she did the Ballymaloo course and now she cooks the best omelettes. Okay. That's her. She just, okay. you know, and then she worked in food marketing for a while, but now she's not working in food but she can cook. She can cook everything, really. But it's yes. just not her love, you know. It's not her passion, yeah. like. And it has to be your passion. I think so. If if you're day in day out, and you know, um, for me, it's all about like motivation. So it's you know, I had the um, Sunday Business Post column for four years, and that was every single yes. week writing about something else. And then the Irish Times column is now going on four years as well, and that's, that's amazing. every single week something different, something different, you know. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to bringing the blog then as well like technically you know there's different things on that and uh, then I don't do Facebook but uh, Twitter and Instagram then it's sort of constant but I've sort of come came back a bit from Twitter as well the Twitter's past few years. Twitter's difficult isn't it because yeah. it's so immediate? It's a bit sort of challenging and so and, and people sort of expect yeah it's immediate people expect responses and if you don't respond you're ignoring yeah. them and you know so I kind of find Instagram I just love the visual medium it's just lovely so um, I tend to spend a lot of time a bit too much time yeah. on that <laughs> No, I think Instagram is completely addictive yeah I've just started again this week to phones out of the bedroom oh, that's and I do this one. every few months but and, and I've had the most amazing week's sleep brilliant really oh it works <sighs> I know, the works. light is, is bad for you, isn't it? You know, yeah. looking in the light. Um, and then recently I've discovered making videos as well, which is just, I am I love, I really love that. Okay. Like I didn't realise how much I love editing videos. And really? <laughs> I started doing it a few months ago. God, I hate I it. I love it. I know. Really? I just, yeah, I really love it. I love making it look smooth and, you know, it's just kind of a, a sort of, sort of a creative challenge thing that I didn't But I think, think it's about safe before. to say you're an artist. So you would love it. Yeah, kind of in a, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> but everything you do and all your visuals are so, per- you know, they are very good. You oh, know, really I hate to use the word perfect, like... but for me, they're perfect. Yeah. They're fantastic. <laughs> Rustic. Yeah, but perfect. If ever I am, um, 
if I because I love people to be able to create things well themselves at home. So yes. I always try and have it. Like I'm I'm definitely not like a polished pastry chef or anything that you know the way people are real perfectionists. Yeah. So like that isn't me. I kind of have a bit of slapdash about everything and kind of I always feel like I'm just about getting away with stuff. But I think that hopefully it works. And if someone said to you, you had to take everything that you do, the writing, the visuals, the photography, the editing, mm-hmm. um, and you can only keep one, which which is the top of the list at the moment? Oh, I don't know. I, but I suppose, um, I suppose the food writing. Yes. I don't know. It just feels like more of a solid job and more of a dependable, reliable thing. Yeah. Even though it's it's almost not really like the, say with the two cookbooks, cookbooks aren't really thing you know I mean like I love them but you know you don't get much money for them you need to put so much work into them and like for my cookbooks I did all the photography writing styling cooking you know there was no home economist helping me make the dishes there was no one you know styling the dishes there was no photographer you know I, I didn't just write the recipes and sit back I had to do absolutely everything so that takes up a huge amount of time um, and it's just not uh, it's not as rewarding as you would expect it would be you yeah. know so to be able to say that your cookbook author is fantastic and it's one thing but to actually have to be doing it is, is quite tough um, yeah it is tough work yeah, yeah exactly so so I'm kind of glad not to be doing that for the meantime but at the same time if I have an actual genuine authentic idea for another book I mean I'll have to do it yes you know but I just don't. And I feel like everyone else is doing such a good job of all these different ideas that... I know what you mean. You know. and But I think you you just always come across so well. Like, I, I love to see you. I love seeing you on the TV. Do you enjoy doing the TV? Um, I do. I always try and think... Or, or well, I Not try and think. I always just don't even think about it being on TV. Yes. You know. Um, so I'm going to Dublin straight after this, actually. Just oh, to are do, you? <laughs> yeah, to do it. Um, but I don't really think about it. I just think of it as being, you know... Uh, just going in there teaching one person to so say if it's the Today Show I'm just going into RT in Cork it's really handy it's just up in Cork and I'm just showing Dahi how to make pork yes. chops or something you know and everyone else there is just doing their job yeah you know I mean the last thing they need is someone who's seized up and frozen and won't chat and keeps looking down and you know so I think it just makes everyone's day easier if yeah. we're just going and showing no. them how to do the pork chops you know yeah it, I, like I would do a lot of talks in Cork City but I think and I say this over and over in my podcast, I probably bore people with it, but we're very fortunate in Cork. It's it's such a supportive yeah. arena to work in. Um, well, people... I don't know about talking in front of a big group. That would be... Oh, really? I would feel a bit shook about that, I'd say. Okay, I might have to book you for something there, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think when you're passing on knowledge like you do, yeah. and you understand and it's your passion, that's when it's easy, because it's not bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, as long as I'm actually talking about that. Yeah, 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 exactly. If they ask me about maths or something, I'm stumped. Yeah, I couldn't. (laughs) We'll do a Brexit chat. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to happen. But um, so with passing on your knowledge and obviously the whole idea of B-Bell is to empower women and and we like to encourage movement. You know, you've talked about getting out. What is B-Bell to you? What is being beautiful? How do you pass on your knowledge um, to your kids, to your friends, to your family? Yeah. Um, I'd say kind of uh, confidence, which is something I'm always working on. I think, you know, if when I'm working, I'm a confident person. When I'm not working, I'm not, basically. So, you know, if you see me in the shop, I'm not. I'm just in my own world, you know, like I'm not an extrovert or anything, but I just try and be confident when I'm doing my work. Yes. Like confident in my abilities, that sort of way. Um, but I think being kind is, I mean... 
people who are kind, there's just no fault in that, you know. So I would sort of try and instill that into my kids that, you know, you need to be really, really kind. And, you know, it's incredible how often it comes up in different conversations. It's kind of the solution to everything for them. So it's just kind of being kind and being um, empathetic towards other people. That is that is a lot of it. Like it's, it's two boys and a girl. It's what I have in the girls youngest. So with the boys as well, it's constant with the boys, you know. Like I'm constantly saying, you know, manners make the man and, you know, ladies first. And it's just a daily thing to drill into it's them. It's so funny, isn't it? It's but incredible. And like they're good boys, you know, yeah. but I am constantly, I've got a bit overboard now. My girl, I think she's like an absolute Amazon warrior, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to pull her back a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Could spell trouble. But uh, no, I find that I'm... Um, until we uh, being one of five girls when boys came along in our family when I got my first nephew we were like what do we do with that yeah. we just weren't sure and they're so different it's so different yeah completely completely mm-hmm. different and luckily thank goodness they've grown up into gentlemen few yeah but they've got four aunties to give them a good slap if they, oh I don't think I should say slap should I but do you know what you know what I mean I know a verbal <laughs> a verbally verbal, correct verbal them verbal abusive to yeah. them and pull them into line because uh, with four aunties they haven't got a hope bless them um, but they're good boys good boys um, so, everybody that comes on to uh, Bebel mm-hmm. always leaves a couple of questions for the person behind them Lovely. coming up. So, I want you to pick out of the jar okay. and pick a question. I don't know who they're from. Oh. And let's answer. What was the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Okay, I think that's kind of easy. I think um, my sister Maeve is two years older than me. Yeah. And she does loads... Uh, like she writes for the New York Times, she's always on stage doing her comedy and everything. So she is very sort of uh, outspoken about what she thinks and what she feels. And so she's done loads of TV and stuff like that before me. So she always says, just be yourself. I just think it's so simple, you know. And she always says, just, you know, you do personality, show your personality. You know, if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't sit right with you, don't do it. And she always just says, be yourself. And I just think that's the best, really. It's the most authentic thing, isn't it? And it's what you'll always revert back to as well. Yeah. So just stay on brand is what I say. Stay on brand. Stay on brand. <laughs> <laughs> I like your Lily Higgins T-shirt you're wearing today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fabulous. <laughs> Hashtag cook with confidence. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> oh, I love it. One Go more. For another one. Okay, this looks like an absolute massive it novel. It does. And very thick Ooh, paper tiny whoever left that. Would you rather be organised or adaptable? Ooh. Oh, I'm completely unorganised. Um, I'm completely adaptable, I think. So things are constantly going wrong with me. Things are running late. You know, like people are getting sick on me. Loads of things like that. So I'm just constantly chopping and changing different things I do. I would work as well, you know. Like um, the whole social media thing has completely changed. You have to adapt to that. You have to adapt to technology. Um, to people's appetites, the seasons. So I think adaptability is kind of a key part of my job. Um, Organisation is as well, but I just don't have that. So I'm not going to focus on that. <laughs> so do you, you don't watch Marie Kondo then? I did. did I you? really did in January. And I was just thinking, oh my God, she is who I need to come in and sort out my life. And we did the folding thing for a little while, but I'm just constantly hopping from foot to foot. I do love the idea of the place being clear and clean. And, you know, I do go through phases of that. But I'm more, um, like I'm not a, a messy, dirty person. And when I'm working, like this morning I was doing a video and I was cleaning as I went and everything. It was really clean, really good. Um, but it's just with, you know, stuff, you know. I'm like that though. I can't, it, like I need clear space. Mm. So I need to be, so if I want to cook, mm. so if I go to your Instagram and I flick and I go back to into your blog and get that recipe, yeah. which happens often, um, I need to clear everything down before I can get started. Definitely. So I need everything. But I'd be messy. Like I'd come in, drop the bag, 
drop the coat and then an hour later I'll go back and hang the coat yeah. move the bag <laughs> to, to clear the space if I but um I think storage is key oh huge you know and actually yeah. I, um I Marie condo my my even my side dresser the other week brilliant that's as far as I've got yeah. <laughs> in a month it feels great though doesn't it but I don't hardly you ever know? wear makeup and by doing it I found out I had 13 mascaras oh like, my what God. is that about this is crazy I wear mascara maybe once a week that's so funny so I was like this is ridiculous so then I actually said right no more purchase until you've got rid of all of this and I've actually done it and it does it it gives you that real self satisfaction Mm. of actually absolutely I do, you know, I do, I do it in all different... I'm the same at work as well. Clear space. Yeah. So you you can give room to your head. But, um, no, it's interesting. Yeah. I'm not dirty. I'm just a little bit messy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go for exactly. one more. One more. Okay. Um, maybe this one. Uh, best saying you use all the time? Um, I like this one. Well, usually... Probably with my kids because who I talk to yes. most during the day. I say, um, just eat it. You, could, you don't know if you don't like it unless you eat it. Just eat it, try it, eat it, try it. You know, I mean, I think kids have to taste something like 27 times before they fully realise. You have to keep, keep, keep. You yeah, know, yeah. so with me, it's um, like my middle child is really, he does not like fruit and vegetables. And last night then he was just eating raw fennel. And I was thinking, I knew you'd like it. Like something. You know, yeah, I knew you'd like it if you just kept trying it. Um, and there's been a few sort of breakthrough things like that where I'm absolutely delighted that they eat things. But I do think just keep tasting it and then you like it. And that's probably what I say. And with your last. kids. So mm-hmm. I, I have two nieces. Well, I, I, have two, I have four sisters, obviously. And when my first sister had her kids, they were really fuss eaters. And I remember mm-hmm. my second sister going, oh, I'd never do that with my children, you know. <laughs> and then she had a little baby girl and um, she's like, look at Lily, she's amazing. And she, ah, oh, she's called Lily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she eats prawns, she eats this. And then suddenly yeah. one day Lily didn't eat anything ever yeah. again. And then her second child won't touch anything. I know. And... Um, I think she feels like it's a failing on her and I'm like, they'll just yeah. eat what they they well, they will. I mean, it, it's so frustrating and it's so like my middle guy just ate like bagels and crackers and stuff for about, you know, a year apart from the stuff that I was sneaking into him, you know, like yes. soups with pureed vegetables and, you know, <laughs> like spaghetti bolognese with loads of hidden vegetables. And, yes. But I just think they'll grow out of it. They will survive, you know, yeah. things like smoothies and getting, you know, you can get things into them in other ways. Yes. Um, I think that's really good and just building healthy habits, make, doing things with them. So like I would make kombucha and things like that with the kids. They love that. Now they're obsessed with it. They're really proud of it. Everyone who comes to the house has to have kombucha and... So, you know, they do things like that and sort of habits and uh, making what things is with them. kombucha? You know kombucha, the drink, no. you know, the fermented drink. Um, yeah, it's just like a fermented tea. Okay. Yeah, and it's lovely. It's really, you can get it in all like um, supermarkets and everything would have kombucha along with all the fizzy drinks and stuff. Just as a sort of healthy alternative. So it's full of probiotics for your gut. So it's a really Okay, actually, healthy. I think I've had it from yeah, the English market. It's yes, like a lemon my goodness, drink. people have it. Yes. They have all their water keepers and kombuchas. And how do you make yeah. it yourself? Um, so you can sort of you can sort of grow the scoby is what it's called it's okay. a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast is yeah. the little fella that's on top it looks like a mushroom you can kind of grow that yourself um, from from a bottle of kombucha really good raw unfiltered kombucha um, and then you just feed it sugary tea and every week you drain it I do a big gallon jar a little tap at the end and we bottle it and, and would you drink that would the kids have that every day like? every day yeah for their breakfast they just oh, fill up fantastic. the jar and drink it yeah but it's just fermented tea and so you make it with sugar and then the yeast and the bacteria eats all the sugar okay. and then it becomes fizzy 
So uh, so there's no sugar in it. It's just kind of... Yeah, you know. actually, I had a bottle, actually, and I had it for quite a while in the fridge. And oh, it exploded, and I said. I it actually was... gave it to my husband to open. <laughs> and yeah, it was like a champagne celebration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's lovely, though. It's kind of a nice um, soda alternative, you know, instead of fizzy drinks. Like, no, absolutely. You know, yeah. Oh, that's great. So just involving the kids, I suppose, helps. Exactly. Because yeah. um, I know my sister gets very frustrated when they won't eat what she wants them to eat. But actually, yeah. my 18-year-old nephew never grew out of it. He still only oh, eats really? oh, no. plain pasta, ham, smoked cheese and chips. <laughs> <laughs> only and I think bring them to the, the farmers markets as well obviously in Cork we've loads yeah. so sometimes Carl now the middle guy I would give him money and he would go and get something I'd say you're not I'd get a cake but you can get something else but that just reminded me about the smoked cheese he got the smoked goat's cheese Okay. and he loved that and now we get that every week just because it's something that he picked out Yes. so I think giving them kind of ownership as well you know and even if he doesn't go he says did you get my cheese you know this type of thing so it's kind of good to have them doing that and being involved and I mean they can just break apart mushrooms you know they can use butter knives to do things you know but it, it does take time alright definitely you know yeah. like when you're getting dinner in a hurry it is a pain that they want to help yeah <laughs> come and help yeah. no not really I'm going to get you to get one more question and okay. then we're going to wrap up but um, my sister would be very pleased with that advice would <laughs> be kombucha all over South Wales exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh you're at the pearly gates oh there's a limited amount of space to get into heaven make your plea to get in I would want to come back you want to come back? Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. Why? Okay. <laughs> That's absolutely fine, too. Yeah, I'm not ready to go. I've got too much to do. Yeah, I'd say I, I fully in cook because I had to have an article in on Friday and I haven't even started it. <laughs> it's Thursday. I'd head back down. I'd head straight back down. Yeah, I suppose it depended on what age I was and how things were going. But I wouldn't make a plea to get in. No. No, I would want to stay. I'd want to there sort might of be a better party on going outside the gate. Yeah. And all those parties off. that you wanted to get into when you were a teenager. Yeah. And actually, you always end up having a better time outside. <laughs> it just reminds me of all dogs go to heaven. You know, that film oh, yeah. where he gets to go back down. So, um, yeah, I would probably go, back, go back down. down. Yeah, or else I'd I say, think that's a good choice. You know, check out my LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> my much neglected LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, don't neglect your LinkedIn. <laughs> I know a lady, okay. Louise Bunyan, should be on your case. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but she's very good. Lily, thank you so much for coming today. I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. I've learned something. And I always say that's the big thing for me. Whenever I go anywhere or do anything, I always want to find out a secret. Now I'm going home to uh, work out my SCOBY. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to start working on my next batch of kombucha. Brilliant. Thanks, Minister. <laughs> Thanks so much.